This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. Welcome to the Recovery Revolution Live. My name is Carl, one of the co-hosts of the show, and welcome, everybody. I hope everybody is having a great day today. Uh, Happy Thursday to everyone. Uh, We're going to be joined by Brett Morris today. Uh, He's the only other host that was available. Miss Ashley Grimes has taken the evening off, so I hope that she's doing well. Maybe she's watching the show. Uh, so keep an eye on the comments, and I hope everybody's having a great day out there. My day was fantastic today. Um, had a really good day at work today, and uh, you know, really felt accomplished today. It was great getting all of this work done. Um, you know, I work as a clinical supervisor uh, at a rehab, and I get to go over documentation and see how the staff is um, progressing with their documentation standards and stuff. And it was really neat to go in and see how they're progressing and the progress that they're making, documenting the client's journey through the treatment um, and rehabilitation um, journey and program. So um, having a really good day today. We have a special guest today. Um, Alex Kaplan is going to be joining us from Of Substance, and I'm going to bring him in in just a few minutes. Um, But just a few housekeeping tips here. So if you guys would like to uh, subscribe to the show, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And also don't forget to hit the bell. That way you'll be updated and notified anytime that we load any videos. Maybe you've missed the live show and it's going to send you a a notice directly to your phone. So go ahead and um, hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube. And if you're viewing on Facebook, please go over to the YouTube channel so that we can get those um, likes over there. Uh, Greatly appreciated. We appreciate everybody for your patriotism and everything going on. So uh, let me go ahead and we're going to bring Alex in and Alex is from of substance and they are doing short videos. So it's a video production company and it's really cool because they are telling the stories of recovery, telling the stories of addiction, telling the stories of mental health through their videos. And it's not just for the end user that is, you know, maybe the person on YouTube that's going to be looking at the videos, but they're also designed to be used within the treatment facilities as conversation starters. So a lot of really good stuff going on. So we're going to bring Alex in right now. And um, Alex Kaplan, welcome to the Recovery Revolution live show today. Uh, Welcome, sir. Thank you, Carl. Hi. It's good to be here. Yeah. So you and I were able to do an interview um, a few weeks ago. And uh, your episode just aired on my show, the Drunken Worm podcast, uh, this week, actually. So um, a lot of really good stuff going on. And that interview that I did with you was amazing because I'm a movie buff and I know you're a movie buff. And so I kind of felt like we fed off of each other during the interview talking about the way that films can deliver messages to us and the emotional response we get from films and and just the kind of the dynamic of of how things are presented on a screen with music and acting and everything else to convey messages so we're really happy to have you on the show here alex how's your day been today man it's been good it's been 
you know, just like most days where it's it's like a, every day is a little manic. Where it's just like <laughs> super highs, super lows. And yeah. just like even though like nothing bad has happened, that like inner uh, a-hole just starts uh, telling you everything's bad, but it's not. And it's just like, uh, you know, just another day. <laughs> just another good. day Overall. in the neighborhood. Yeah, that's good, man. So, so tell tell them. Oh, my day has been fantastic, man. You know, um, I was telling them that uh, I get to do all this clinical documentation uh, and um, seeing the growth of the staff through their documentation standards and seeing the documentation improve each week. Because because I, I go over each client file on a weekly basis, and then I, I write a report out to each staff member, and then I give it to them, and then we have a corrective action plan that they're responsible for coming up with a solution on saying, okay, so if your standards was here, how can we get your standard to come up here now? So, you know, and, and then that's really good because then when we get audited, you know, it shows that we're tracking the way that the staff is doing things and that we're also implementing the training that goes behind it. So, yeah, so really good stuff today, man. You know, it's, it's been a really good day, really good day. Yeah. So, yeah. So, oh, and I see Brett just popped on here, so he'll be joining us in just a few seconds. Um, so, Alex, can you tell us a little bit about um, Of Substance? Yeah. Hi, Brett. What's up, man? Hey. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm a little tardy to the party. Oh, no worries, man. Tardy to the party. Okay. I like that. Hey, I'm Alex, nice could, we name, could we name one of your um, movies, Tardy to the Party? That's a great idea. Actually, I'm going to write that down. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> I'll, I'll be here um, all, all night. Um, <laughs> good call. I like party to the party, party, party to the idea. party, man. It's just like, I think about yeah. it and I think like every time I hear anything, I'm just like, Oh my God, that'd be a great film. That's such a great idea. That's such a great something because like tardy yeah. to the party is just kind of how we all feel. I think yeah. when we're like, when we're using or, or yeah. when we're like starting to get sober or whatever we're coming out of, because it's always just like, we all feel like we're always behind. Right. Like right. I'm not enough and I haven't gotten there fast enough. So like, honestly, I really like this idea of tardy to the party. Right. Yeah, yeah dude. I, the, Brett, thank you very much for that. Um, I hope you're not <laughs> planning on putting that on the t-shirt because I think Alex just grabbed the copyright um, for that. Um, Man, but, like uh, but yeah, but, but um, I, I also think we should do another one called fear the beard um, <clears throat> um, in honor of uh, Mr. Brett Morris, uh, who um, I, I don't know if you've ever met him or, or um, have have seen him, but but he is sitting adjacent to us right now, and uh, his beard is definitely uh, definitely on point today, buddy. I'm, I'm glad you. Uh, yeah did did you shower today too, Brett? I did. That's why I'm late because I got home <laughs> two minutes before the stream started, and I was like, I have got to take a shower. Yeah, it's a must. Yeah. Well, when you're cleaning, septic, we can smell you through this. <clears throat> right. Well, you know, when you're cleaning septic systems That's all day at work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh buddy i've missed you <laughs> okay. what did i step okay. into <laughs> this is going to be a great show alex but alex why don't you talk a little bit about of substance and how your short uh films are helping the recovery community yeah um so thanks thanks guys thanks for having me here um so uh hi everybody i'm alex and i am uh I'm a human, right? I am somebody who struggled with uh, substances on my own. Uh, and even though I don't, but even though I don't use substances to run away and escape anymore, I still use other things to escape sometimes because I'm a human 
And that's kind of the biggest thing I learned in getting sober for me is that my issue is far less about using substances than it is about why I use substances. And underneath, it's about shame. It's about a fear of not belonging and a fear of not being good enough. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's what I learned on my journey. And, and so what I want, I also happen to be a filmmaker. And so my co-founder and I were making a short film one time and we realized that like, there's just a missed opportunity in the short films that are being made and the way that, uh, movies are being provided. So we, we started of substance. We're an innovative nonprofit that makes premium entertaining short films, mini movies. You truly like watching from rom-coms to thrillers and everything in between, but about addiction, about mental health, about trauma to help all of us overcome the shame, blame, and stigma we experience in our struggles. We're, we're working toward a world where we all feel seen, heard, and loved, where you walk into every room knowing that you are already enough and where movies are our most powerful tool for healing and growth. So what we recognize we do with movies, and you experience this every day, every time you watch an episode of Mrs. Maisel or you watch, watch Jaws, you just get pulled in. What movies do is they create an instantaneous, inescapable emotional experience, which is how we best learn and create the intrinsic motivation to grow. So of substance is turning movies into a small, tiny tool to help prime viewers emotionally so that whatever activity follows, be that treatment, be that a discussion, be that class, be that training, it's more likely to have the impact that we all hope for it to have, that we're all working toward. So yeah, we make movies and we like to share them so that people can watch them as you can watch them at home, but also building programs around them to go into treatment, into therapy, into training, into corporate, into hospitals, into education, and more. There's so much more to what I do, but that's a good start. But go check it out at ofsubstance.org. You can read all about it in a really concise way. We worked really hard. Finally getting to that really concise language. <laughs> But yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Alex, <clears throat> excuse me, that language that we talk about, um, there's quite a few different languages that go on when, when we think about communication with somebody, right? We have nonverbal cues, we have verbal cues, um, you know, and, and emotions and, and everything. And the way that I really love describing language to somebody is, have you ever seen somebody do American sign language? Like somebody that really knows what they're doing. I have a friend, her name is Kay, and she is an interpreter for ASL. She was also raised as a CODA, which is a um, child of deaf adults. And so when I interviewed her on the show, we talked about language and we talked about verbal cues and we talked about nonverbal cues and their verbal cues are with their hands, right? And so if you watch one of them sign, they have such wonderful facial expressions, the expressions with their hands can also, you know, just be something that tells the story without having to see the face. But she said one of the things that she has her uh, interns do to learn how to be a ASL interpreter is that they have to tell a story without using ASL. They can only tell the story with facial expressions. That's and yeah, and I think it's so amazing to think about that, you know, because, 
you know, I, I talk with my hands, especially when I'm on the show. I mean, I, you know, I, you would think I was from New York or something, but, um, but you know, it's, but to think about that and to think about the way that we do verbal cues and nonverbal cues right now and the emotion and everything else that can come across in, in a movie is so amazing. What are some of the challenges that you guys face when it comes to relaying the correct emotion or the correct message that you want to bring to your viewers? Wow. What a good question. I love this show. I love being <laughs> on your shows. You have such good questions. Thank oh, you. Okay. So <laughs> it's really funny that you brought that up. What I was thinking about is I, I have a script that I'm writing right now that um, uh, we, we shot a film just before COVID. And I recognized while editing it that like every time the camera was not on the person who was listening, the cinematographer would move it and readjust. And I was like, no, that's the best footage is mm -hmm. of people really listening and taking it in. I think that's yeah. so amazing. So I'm writing a script right now that I have like, uh, it's currently entitled OTS over the shoulder. And the mm -hmm. whole thing is over one person's shoulder uncut while looking at the person who is listening. Wow. And the person mm. who's right here is talking the whole time. And what we yeah. wanna do is we wanna go through the entire story and the emotional journey mm. that this character goes through of breaking down, of crying, of listening, of coming back up, of being encouraging, of laughing at a joke mm -hmm. and really seeing that. So I, I couldn't be more in there with you, man. Like mm -hmm. it's, I, I think it's so beautiful to find because most of our, our communicative, like the, our, our, our not, not triggers, but the, the way we communicate, even when we're speaking is so there's so much subtext in the way that we present in the way that we look in the facial expressions we make in, in, in our body language. And that's, what's so fun about film and movies is like, it picks up on the slightest thing. And so yeah. sometimes I gotta be honest, we can only create, create intention when making a film for what we hope to get across. But they say that movies are made three times. They're made when mm -hmm. scripting it, they're made a, again when shooting it, and they're mm -hmm. made again in the edit because you just see things once it's shot that you didn't notice. Yeah. And you start to put together this puzzle of pieces that you didn't necessarily mean to make, uh, right. but you have a blueprint, right? Mm -hmm. And so the idea is just like, let it go. You know, just yeah. like do your best and write it and see if the language and the story comes through there enough mm -hmm. to like guide the actors and everybody on set to capture enough that's in line so mm -hmm. that you can have enough of a treasure trove to really put something wonderful together that you never expected in the edit. I don't mm -hmm. know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it, it really does. Because um, I, I love the fact that you say a movie is written three times. You know, once when you're conceptualizing the movie and, and you're putting it out on paper during during that process, and again, during the process of acting the movie out and filming the movie and getting the different angles and getting the different points of perspective and, you know, and all the things, your your B-roll, your, your main shots, you know, and everything that puts that all together. But then you have the editing part. And the editing part is where you finally start to polish that movie. You add orchestral music or you add um, background sound effects. Um, you know, and these are all things that enhance what the viewer is experiencing with the movie. Could you imagine 
Forrest Gump without the piano soundtrack with that fucking feather falling to the earth. That would be the stupidest thing I've ever fucking seen. Yeah. Sorry. I I, I, yeah. I had a question for Alex. So do you find it challenging in the editing process to make cuts and keep it as a short film? Is it, is, is there like a lot of yeah. internal strife? Like, do I keep it? Do I not? Or is it, or yeah. does it just kind of come naturally of like, Oh yeah, cut that. Dude, it kills me every time. You know, we've got this term that's kill your darlings because it's just like what what you think is going to work. Yet this, your script is mm -hmm. 12 pages long and you need to write that script so that the, 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 the story gets out there. And then you need to shoot the script so that you have everything. But then once that editing process comes in, my, my co-founder and co-director and co-writer, Brian and I, we're always there for each other. We're like, he's just like, Alex, I know. I know this is your baby, but we can cut these four minutes out in the middle of it and it'll work mm. way better. I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you, but you're so right. Okay, fine. <laughs> cut it. And then like, I do it for him. We're editing another yeah. film. It's more like his baby right now. And I'm just like, Brian, we gotta, we're just like, yeah. and it's, uh, it's tricky though, man. It's, it's really hard. Uh, but it's so funny because like, once you have all this, Mm -hmm. so many different films can be made from one film. You just have oh, to yeah. start making choices of just like, and it's never going to be the best one. You're never going to figure out the perfect film. So the right. more we do this, luckily we make short films. So it's just like, mm -hmm. we do it more and more and more often. So yeah. we just get better and better at just like letting go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And you know, and I, I think that there's, there is such good, I mean, I love extras. Like I'll buy, I, the movies on the Apple iStore or whatever they call it. And, and I love the fact that I get the extras with it. I get that B-roll footage. I get the interviews afterwards and kind of that story behind where did this idea um, originate from to create this story that we're telling through film. And I find a lot of times that I get even more. I like the extras sometimes even better then I do the movie because it's so interesting to get into the mindset of the actors or to get into the mindset of the producer or the director to see what direction they want to take the film. Right. Um, because, you know, directors are the people that are on set directing the film, but the producer is kind of the person that oversees the whole production of the movie. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, the, um, I think that's really interesting that you bring that up because uh, when, oh, I, I lost my train of thought. Mm. Totally lost my train of thought. Holy crap. So we, I was talking about directors directing the movie and yeah, the yeah, producer is there to oversee the whole production of the movie. And you said it was really interesting that I brought that up and you were happy that I brought that up. And I was then... so happy you brought that up. And then I read a comment and I was like, ah, oh, shit. What was I going to say? <laughs> Alex is bringing, Alex is bringing the fire. David, you Alex threw Alex off. Fire. Um, <laughs> well, I think that, um, the when it comes to direction and producing mm -hmm. it's all a team right oh, yeah. oh this is what i was gonna say hi fantastic so I think hi that, you know so often we're finding with our social media that it's just like mm -hmm. people want to see the behind the scenes all the time like people oh, yeah. want to feel more a part of it and that's what my team was saying today but i think it's deeper than that you know mm -hmm. i think that th there's like you want to see what 
what happened behind it to make it this polished piece. Mm -hmm. But same with our stories, founder right. stories, the hero's journey, our stories as human beings, why you guys have this show about mm -hmm. telling the true gritty stories of, of, of ugliness and how we yeah. get there. And it's just like, there's so many podcasts and so many blogs and so many books about like the journey to Uber, right? Like the journey to building this thing, because it's so interesting. I don't want to see the perfect thing. I want to see what was the grit behind it? How hard was it to make? Like what, mm -hmm. where, where did people laugh together and cry together? Right. Yeah. So it's just like that behind the scenes is another layer of like, what were the obstacles? What did you have to bring in? Holy shit. Is that a fucking crane? Did they use a crane to take this shot? It's like, right. what must that have been like? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's so fascinating, man. And you know, the other thing that I really love now, which I have seen. So, um, so I watch golf a lot and the PGA tour has like amped up their, their, um, their TV experience. Um, and they've changed their field of vision when it comes to the up close kind of tracking of the players. So for those of you that might not be familiar with that, uh, you can change your F stops and, and do all that stuff. And, um, now you have a blurred background with the frontal focus on your subject. And before it used to be, everybody was in focus. So, but now it creates that dramatic effect of, what's blurry behind the person and now that person is now in the center of your attention which i think it's is really interesting i've never phone. seen yeah and portrait mode will do the same thing on your phone and i've never seen a sports channel do that before and they just started doing it i think this year or last year but also the technology of drones drones have given every single person the ability to create cinematic effect with overhead shots with moving shots and if you have enough money maybe your drone's going to follow you around the neighborhood who wouldn't want that right but <laughs> but you got to get licensed for a drone and right you now you do and everything else i yes. actually like try to stay away from drones because yeah. with us we're trying to make like short pieces of content that we can make mm -hmm. really fast that are just as effective so i'm always right. thinking about like how can i do what I can with what I got from where I'm at. And that's yes. how we made our first eight films. We just need a proof of concept to show people. Mm -hmm. And we made eight films in eight months shooting. Sometimes we shot some six of our first films. We shot two mm -hmm. a day. And the way we did that wow. was not having a lot of shots, not having a lot of setup, figuring right. out how to tell a story without having to move the camera much, without many right. actors, without a fucking drone. <laughs> and I think that that's... Um, right. But then there's those times where you want the drone, where it really adds yeah. something to the effect and it really pulls you in. Mm -hmm. And I think yeah. that that's, um, that's what we're starting to get to explore a little bit more. Nobody's ever really had the opportunity to make quality short pieces mm -hmm. with intention like this. And yeah. that's that's what we figured out. We We make our films um as habitat for humanity builds houses we right. we engage film professionals and real people in a day of service mm -hmm. on set with us but uh, instead of for the dollar value it's to to connect with people feel connected right. create a sense of community a sense of purpose and service and be a part of something bigger than yourself 
Uh, and Alex, I love the fact that you just mentioned that because uh, part of the program, you know, that that I work um, uh, with Brett's program too, being of service is is part of the way that we give back to the community that has given us what we feel we, that has given us so much. And even the podcast is a way that we're giving back to the community, to the recovery community, to the mental health community. And I love the fact that you're bringing in professionals that are donating their time to make these short films. And am I correct to say that you're even bringing in film students that are going to film school to help produce and to help work on the films? Yeah, um, we, we're still building the mechanism of like regular film production. So like, we're still just getting started. We have an, we have our next shoot happening next month, which is really exciting. But uh, mm -hmm. I have my intern is a uh, is a Temple student from Philadelphia who is uh, who wants to be a filmmaker and she's going to mm -hmm. join us on set and she's going to help us there. We want to get to a point for sure of having programs where we're bringing in college students and and more and everybody mm -hmm. uh, yeah. to just like, have you always wanted to try acting? Have you wanted to like know what it's like on set? We want you to come be a part of it. We we yeah. want to bring movies off of the pedestal that they live on because like we're always just watching movies and we wish we could be a part of them. Well, now you can and you can be a part of it with a purpose and a mission. So, yeah, yeah we're trying to set that up so we can start working with universities, with colleges, with film students and, and encourage other people to make their own films and give them a place where they can live and a mm -hmm. platform where they can help other people. I think that's the biggest issue is like people have been making short films for decades upon decades, but they don't yeah. do anything. Now we're giving them a place to live and a place to make impact. Absolutely. I, I love, I love this concept so much. And you and I geeked out over films in our last interview and, um, man, I, it's just such a good interview. Man, I love interviewing you. Like I almost like want to do another podcast and Brett's going to roll his eyes because he and I had a conversation before I got on this show. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you said the complete opposite like right. two hours ago. Yeah, I know. Okay, okay. But but here, but you know, but I think it would be fun to do like a movie review podcast. And I know there's lots of them out there, but also I think you and I could actually like throw some throw some good things out there and, and we could do a Siskel and Ebert, uh, you know, movie review. Oh, Brett, I have an idea. We can, um, we can uh, wrangle Alex, I mean, ask Alex um, very politely um, to maybe every quarter we could do a recovery movie review. Oh. Oh. Are you kidding me? I've been looking Dude. for that. I would love that. What because if we had that as a film? What if we had a, that as a segment and we could highlight some of your films, but we could also highlight some of the recovery films that are currently out there, like uh, 28 Days or um, uh, uh, the, the one with Machete, um, Danny oh, Trejo's machete. story. Yeah. <laughs> machete. <laughs> no, but then you've got like Beautiful Boy and you've got yeah. like, you've oh, got everything. So many, but also, man. we're meeting so many great filmmakers who yeah. already have great films that are about addiction. I watched this like award-winning short film the other day. I met the the filmmaker of it called Boo that's about like uh, uh how she becomes a a vampire every time like she like mm. falls off and she drinks and the monster wow. comes out. And it's just like I'm like that's oh, great. Shit, this is amazing. We should that's... we should do an episode around that, right? That's and it's just like great. always with like maybe we watch like two 
two shorts and we talk about them, but there's yeah. so many great pieces out there about just right. not just like addiction recovery, but suicide, bipolar disorder right. and, and everything. It's just like, hey, what do you struggle with and what, what do you have shame around? Let's yeah. talk about your film. That'd be Maybe, cool. I'm in. Dude, let's do it. Maybe like every like third month we could have one episode dedicated towards uh, you know, shorts or films or something like that, Brett, where we could show maybe like um, portions of a, a short film, depending on how long the short might be, if, if that makes sense, um, or the entire short film, and then we can make comments about it while it's happening, um, you know, and uh, kind of dissect the film a little bit to understand the message better. And maybe even we could even get the uh, the people that made the film on to interview and talk about the film. So we actually do this. This is this is what of substance does. Of substance has a program Ooh. called Movies and Conversations, and so like we we do keynotes and workshops, but it's a live screening experience where yeah. we just come into your community, your church, your synagogue, your company, your your Ooh. school, and we just uh, we watch a couple of movies and then we talk about them. But like Ooh. because we watch a four minute movie first that immerses mm -hmm. you in entertainment, yeah. primes you emotionally, that conversation that happens afterward, it's a really yeah. deep and vulnerable conversation where people, strangers start talking about things that they wouldn't usually talk about with the people closest to them. And it's this really wonderful, engaging, immersive and entertaining healing experience that just mm -hmm. like helps all of us grow. So uh, however I can help, like, I'm, oh, yeah, I'm happy to. I. I always fire off these great ideas and um, <laughs> Brett's like, oh, Carl's Creepy here. Carl goes again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think this is one one that we should try to follow up on, Brett. I think it would be I good. Yeah. <clears throat> and That'd be even, really good. We could even start tonight because Alex was kind enough to send me a couple of his shorts. This is right. Man, this is like this is like going to the uh, to the uh, to the Oscars tonight. I feel like it's it's such a a privilege to talk about these things, you know. Um, but that's the idea, right? We're taking yeah. it off the pedestal, and we're right? sparking conversation. And we're sparking conversation. It's yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. So, Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the film that we're going to show? And uh, guys, we're going to be watching one of Alex's short films here. Yeah, and Alex, want? we talked about, well, you weren't here, um, but we talked oh. about, was it Trapped or Band-Aid? I forget. We're going to do Trapped. Okay. So can you give us a little backstory behind Trapped and what Trapped is about and, um, and, and kind of what people can, can expect from seeing it? Actually, I'd rather not. Oh, okay. Okay. We're just going to show it. Cool. Yeah. Is that cool? Okay. Let's yeah. Do it. I'm sorry to disappoint you. No, no, no disappointment, man, because you're still going to be here at the end. So, yeah, I will. I will be yeah. here. It's just Absolutely. four minutes long. Everybody strap in and uh, okay. grab your popcorn. And yeah. Yes, grab your popcorn. No bathroom breaks. And uh, Brett, push the button. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, I'm so sorry. I, I, I got to get back to the office. I'm already late. Um, I was thinking about stopping home tomorrow. Yes. Oh, mom and dad would love to see you. They won't believe it. In a good way. <laughs> no, I, I mean, know. I got it. Duh. Don't worry. But this was great. It's so good to see you, Ames. You look great. You sound great. I can't even begin to tell you. I know. Thanks, Matt. 
Amy, I'm so proud of you. How far you've come. I can't even imagine how hard Thank it must you. Ha! Ah, you look so good. <laughs> Can we do this again ASAP? Yes, absolutely. Okay. But get out of here. All right. Okay. Bye. Let's chat this yes. week. Yes. Yes. And we'll Go. set something. Okay. Go. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.
All right. Wow. That is super impactful, Alex. Um, I can't really tell you exactly. And, and I just put in the, the question, how did the film make you feel? Um, man, I, I can relate to that so much. This, this feeling like no matter what direction you want to go to escape, really, you are only giving yourself that one choice. And if you want to take a step back to try to get away, if you want to go left, if you want to go right. And it's, it's that draw to that addiction that keeps bringing us back to move forward in the direction towards more destruction in our lives and more danger down the path. And, and, you know, and all these things and, um, and even the music, man, the music, I mean, talking about, uh, you know, leaving all your troubles behind with whiskey and, and, and it's, it's just so well done. And I can see how you could make one of these relatively quickly because with that one, you only had really two, two points of view for a scene. You had it kind of in the front, it, it was moving a little bit and you had the different uh, perspectives from both of the actors. And then it was just kind of the one actor standing at the bar trying to leave but that invisible box that's around them really well done man really well done thank you brett what do you think man i was blown away by that it was so simple but but like carl to say man i can just relate to that message so much just that those feelings of of not knowing of just that feeling trapped like i like i have Mm -hmm. no other choice than to return to this vice like i don't know how else to go on and even that first the first opening scene with the brother and he's you know like congratulating her and telling her how good she looks and you Mm -hmm. know mom and dad are excited to see you and then that internal struggle of being stuck at that bar and just being able to relate to that of like that that like back and forth of like you know doing good for a short period mm-hmm. of time and and people in your life are starting to notice and then you have right. like this this struggle of like feeling that pull back to that addiction like man that was that was fantastic yeah Thanks. and brett i think that there was also that question um could she have gone with him because she said no 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 go 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 mm-hmm. and it was implied that she was saying i'm going to be fine here at the bar by myself Mm. and you know and i think there there is that question that can be raised would she have had the same trapped feeling had she had that extra support person to take her out of that situation Mm -hmm. and the big question for me is why are they meeting in a bar where is her mindset to meet somebody at a bar right who says so, it's a bar and not just a restaurant? Don't most restaurants have bars these days? This is true. true. This is true. And I that's mean, the thing, though. I yeah. think that all of these are fair questions. And these are not to, our films are not to tell you how it is. Our films are just there to start yeah. these very challenging conversations, but to start them in a way that's, that's connected. And so mm-hmm. when I lived with my mom for five years while trying to get sober, mm-hmm. And kept falling and falling and falling. And finally, I had this two-page script. It's a two-page script because there's not much in it. And I (laughs) hand it to her and I say, like, would you read this? She reads it. She turns to me and she says, is this really what it's like for you? 
I said, yeah, mom, this is what it's like for me. And then we had to pull the car over and hold each other for the next 25 minutes crying mm. because that was the moment when she finally related to yeah. not, not like the habit of needing of falling off the wagon and drinking when you're not supposed to, but mm -hmm. of trying and failing at something over and over and over. That yeah. is human. It's not unique to addiction. That's just, right. that's just overcoming adversity and struggle. We're all struggling mm -hmm. with something and we're all just like, we're all dealing with, I'm not good enough. And we're yeah. all dealing with relapse in some way or another. And so that was the moment when my mom finally moved the conversation beyond why can't you stop mm. drinking? And two, I see you. I love you. I'm with you. Yeah. And that's that's the magic of what can happen right there. But then these films like in your hands, Carl, in mm -hmm. group or in treatment are just like, look at all these questions. Right. Yeah. Like we can talk about family dynamics. We can talk about relapse. We can right. talk about feeling trapped. We can talk about the urge. We can talk about early recovery. But yeah. also, like, I think one of the best questions that came up or best concepts that came up in one of the uh, groups that I was that I showed these in mm -hmm. was when do you think she actually relapsed? And mm -hmm. somebody somebody brought this up and they were like, she relapsed before she even left the table. That was yeah. the white walls were the manifestation of that. Yeah. Like, I, oh shit. <laughs> it's it's so interesting you say that Alex because that is exactly what I was thinking. And as soon as the film ended, I wanted to ask that, but I was like, oh, but I want to ask these other ones. But you know, the question really is, when do we really start that relapse process? A lot of professionals will say we start a couple weeks before we actually have a relapse. You know, and and we look at behaviors and we and we look at patterns and we look at the way that people are acting or maybe not acting, you know, around people that they're familiar with starting isolation, um, starting to revert back to old habits. Um, you know, for me, it was getting onto, onto my phone at like three in the morning and texting one of my buddies who was like, Oh, he's on Facebook right now. I wonder what, I wonder why he's up. <laughs> um, you know, and, and, and sending a message saying, Hey man, what are you doing right now? <laughs> like it's three in the morning. And, and that's yeah. when my, you know, but my relapse had started days before that because I was building up to the point of reaching out to somebody, even though I told myself I was reaching out with no intention of using, you know, but these my, are the lies that I was telling myself too. My relapse would start like six months in advance because like, as soon as like, this was back when I was still drinking, my wife would be like, oh, I'm going home to Cincinnati the weekend of mm -hmm. September something. And I'm already yeah. like, okay, that's locked in. That's when I'm drinking. Yeah, right. right? Mm -hmm. But what's so interesting about that and listening to, to what you were saying was just like, I thought about that and I'm just like, my wife is currently in Cincinnati. She just went home. It's oh, what I still dude. do. I still do that, right? but not with alcohol. I do it with right. food or I do it with TV. Oh, I'm going to binge on the couch. So really it's so interesting to think that like, I may have learned to stop using substances but my habits are still the mm -hmm. same. And it's just yeah. like, is this actually serving me? Does it make me feel good? And it doesn't. Right. I like, I fucking hate it, man. I hate how like I'll stay up late until my <laughs> eyes are burning, not right. even paying attention right. to what I'm watching. But just, no, not at all. Can or this is going to be great or right. something. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. And uh, but exactly, I'm already planning dude. it six months in advance. Oh, yeah. You know?
Oh, I, I would have the same thing because I, I lived at home during and I still live at home now, but it's now it's by choice, right? It, back then it was by necessity because otherwise I was going to be homeless. Um, but, you know, when when mom and dad leave now, you know, before they would lock the whole house up, I, I had access to like the refrigerator in my room and the bathroom and that was about it. And, um, you know, and, and so, but my relapse or my intention of, man, this is going to be the big party period. But like you, it wasn't just substances that I would relapse on. I would relapse on on food. I would go to the store and I would buy four large pizzas and eat those over a course of a week and a half. Um, you know, and what I noticed is that I still have some of those tendencies to want to do that when I hear them say, oh, hey, by the way, we're going to be going over to the East Coast for three weeks and we're going to need you to watch the house. And so what I find is that a lot of times on my drive home from work, you know, working a responsible job, I have the urge to go buy four large fucking pizzas and, you know, but, but I have the skills now to analyze it, to look at it, to recognize it rather than just to act on it. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's where we move from that early, early recovery stage into a sustained recovery and long-term recovery stage where we have the ability to look at things and we still are, we still are human. We have the ability to make choices, but now we're making choices that are more informed and we're recognizing the choice and the action before we actually do it in most cases, you know, um, uh, Nikki made a, a great comment here and I want to throw it up on the screen there, um, that her son struggles with addiction and, um, her heart is broken, but your videos help me understand. And Alex, that is one of the Thank key you, things that you and your team are out there trying to do is to make that connection to the family as well as the person that struggles with addiction, but to help the family understand what is it like for the addict? What is the mindset of the addict? What are we thinking? What are we going through? when we're going through this process. Well, we also, that, thank you, Nikki. Thank you so much. Um, it, but this is, these are made for you. These are made for you and your family, no matter who is struggling. Uh, we work to make as many, our goal is to tell as many stories from the loved one's perspective as from the patient, the client, the mm -hmm. person struggling, right? Because we're all in this together and nothing, being somebody who's struggling with uh, substance use is no more isolating than being somebody who loves someone struggling with with substance mm, abuse, yeah. right? Like for every one of me, there are five to 10 of you. So really it's just like, we're in this together and it's really important that it's, it's more about just like finding those ways of how, do, how can I relate? How can I emotionally understand? You can't relate and understand what it's like for, for me to not be able to not have just one drink, but you can relate to how I feel because you feel how I feel about something else. And so that's the magic of movies, right? Movies are never about the circumstance they seem to be about, right? They're not about this girl who has a problem with drinking, right? It's not about the Avengers fighting Thanos. That's not what movies are about. They are always, always about our universally relatable human experiences and emotional journeys regarding shame, connection, relationships, overcome adversity, 
trial and error, like success and failure. And so that's why we're using movies to do exactly that for you, for me, for your, for your son, for, for everybody. Because if, if you can start to emotionally relate, then we've, we've broken through a barrier. And so it's just as important that we tell stories from your perspective so that I and your son can watch it, be like, oh my God, I, I didn't realize that you feel the same way. Uh, I didn't realize that we're not so different and that maybe we have a lot more in common. And it gives me a way to talk to you about what I'm going through in a way that helps both of us and improve that feeling of being isolated and improve that sense of belonging and connection. So that's, that's what we're here to do. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, Nikki, thank you so much. Um, and, and we really hope that your son is, uh, going to make it through this. Um, you know, I, I work as a mental health professional and, uh, he, he has a, a long journey ahead of him, but it's when he comes out of the other side, it's definitely going to be worth it. And please follow our show, come onto the show. And we have so many people here that, that will offer support and help you. Um, there's also community uh, groups out there, um, to help with, uh, people that are affected by substance users or alcoholics, uh, you know, Al-Anon or Naranon, uh, depending on, on what group you might feel comfortable with. So I always encourage uh, family members to reach out to those communities as well um, as an additional support uh, that they can um, utilize. So Alex, let's talk a little bit about, so we talked a little bit about how your films can be used in a treatment setting. But one thing that you talked to me about is that you are actually getting your films so that that is part of a structured program that can be utilized within the treatment setting. So, you know, we would call it like a didactic group where we're shown information and then we process the information, right? And there's usually handouts and things that go along with it. So your staff and you are in the process of creating a program that a treatment center can utilize as part of their um, treatment program. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Uh, we are, if you go to ofsubstance.org, um, you can check out our films and programs. And in there, you can see tools for professionals. We are currently building a portal for professionals, counselors, uh, you know, whether you work at a rehab, whether you're in private practice, whether you are running a on-campus counseling center at a university or college. What we're building is a portal that allows you to access all of our films uh, as tools to use in your sessions, in your groups. Um, they're also going to be accompanied by uh, clinical guides that are there to help you uh, enhance and expedite the outcomes that's um, that you can have with your with your patients and your clients. Um, so, so you watch a film, use them as you like, right? Watch Trapped that we just watched, and know that this you can touch on patience, forgiveness, early recovery, family dynamics, uh, relapse, and and know that that would be a good one to touch on with your with your group today. We have clinical guides that are on those topics that help you with objectives, with guiding questions, with teaching moments like alcohol myopia or Stockholm syndrome, and, and then even creative activities to engage in. Um, these are to lift up your groups, lift up your sessions, but also to expedite those, those uh, outcomes 
that you can have because it's just so much easier for somebody who's not really opening up yet to project onto the story that they just saw, to be emotionally primed so that they might be more vulnerable sooner, right? Um, so yeah, we are, that's where we're starting. We have a lot of we have a lot of vision of where we're going, but that's where we're starting. We are working on that right now, and we are working to have that portal available to you uh, beginning of Q3 of 2022. I can't believe I say words like Q3 yeah. in terms like Q3 now. But um, <laughs> if you go to the website, there is a button to sign up and send us your information. Hi, I am a uh, I'm a treatment professional who is interested mm -hmm. in this. Put me on the list. I'd like to hear about it when it's available. Please right. go to upsubstance.org, films and programs, and sign up. We'd we'd love to get in touch as soon as it's ready. Yeah, I th I think it's so it's so amazing, Alex. Man, I, I love interviewing you, brother. Um, so let let me ask you, what are some of the biggest misconceptions people might have about the film, the short film industry, um, that you could talk about and and kind of clear the air for? Wow misconceptions around the mm. short film industry. I don't even know that there is an industry because there's no market, right? I think that that's why when Brian first said to me, hey, we were making one short film. And then he's like, hey, we should make another short film. That'd be a good one about addiction. I said, yeah, you're right. It would be. Mm -hmm. He's like, we should make it. I was like, you're out of your goddamn mind. I'm not making another <laughs> short film. Short <laughs> films are the best product that have no yeah. market and no ROI. They don't have any purpose. They right. take time, they take money, they take friendships, they take mm -hmm. effort, they take they take favors, and then they don't go anywhere. Filmmakers make short films to mm -hmm. send to short film festivals as a calling card. So maybe somebody's like, oh, you're not a bad director. Hey, let's talk to you and make something mm. else. But it's the most expensive calling card and resume you can possibly have. But that's not... <laughs> right? That's terrible. So like the, the short film industry is is a place where people are just like, hey, I just want to make something and then it doesn't do anything. Yeah. And it's just like that's that's terrible. That's so terrible because there are great talented people out there making really great short films, but they have no purpose. So what mm. we're trying to do at Of Substance is change that and at least give them some purpose so that right. they can have some value and they can do something. So we're I think we're actually trying to create the short film industry in a way right that's wonderful like, I you know, know. now that that's you, arrogant to say no no i think it's really interesting because now that you mention it i'm like what short films have i seen in the theater right but brett, there are so many good ones yeah brett that would have been a perfect cue for crickets i don't know that do i have crickets oh man you have every sound out there i do I have crickets? I don't Brett, know. Dude, I, do no, I, I have to too many to pages to scroll through. Yeah. <laughs> Can't you just type in crickets? No, because we we have we have our, our sound boards. Oh, I do. So like like that's not a good one. That's that's great. So like our sound boards, all my camera down. Oh, I'm on I'm not even on that camera. Okay. Yep. Sorry guys. We won't be wow. moving the camera down because I'd have to move my whole monitor. Um but <laughs> but at the beginning of movies, they used one. to have like short, like yeah. animated pieces, right? right? And cartoons and stuff, mm. right? But yes. like, so that's what we want to do. We want to bring that back. But with like, imagine just starting a movie with a short film that has purpose, that makes you like, yeah. like you're not even ready for this rom-com because mm -hmm. you're going to see like Avengers. And next thing you know, 
some rom-com happens and you're just like, oh my God, I understand I think, my husband better. Oh my God, I understand my husband better. Dude, I think right. you're totally onto something because they show trailers in films, right? But why not start a or why not start a feature film with a short to spark conversation? Or why don't you have a short to spark conversation about what the feature film is about? So like, it's funny that you say that, like I'm, I'm speaking at a film conference in June that's uh-huh. about the future of storytelling. And they brought me in to talk about impact. Like people okay. are going to be talking about like making the old West new again with Yellowstone Perfect. and, and yeah, things yeah. like that and using cryptocurrency. They're just like, Alex, we, we want you to talk about, we want you to help the filmmakers by talking to them about making their, their films more impactful and their mm-hmm. entertainment more impactful. Right. And I was like, cool. I'm going to do the opposite. Mm-hmm. I think that that's broken thinking. And that's mm-hmm. where that's the issue that we have. Instead, I want to talk about how we make impact entertaining. Mm-hmm. If we're focusing primarily on the entertainment, on the craft, on the thing that mm-hmm. you make, then we're missing it. Then, then, then impact is an afterthought, right? Yeah. But it's like what you guys do, right? It's not that you guys are making podcasting impacting, right? you're making impacts like a great thing to, to get through podcasts. Right. It's just like, yeah. what is, what do I want to do? What is the goal? Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, how can I use the thing that I do to achieve the goal? Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's just yeah. like somewhat masturbatory and it's just like, I want to make a film and I want to tell my story, mm-hmm. then it's just like, it's a little, it, it misses that connection. Right. It yeah. misses that, that like that thing where it's about everyone else. So mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that that's that's what we're really trying to do is we're trying to make entertainment or make impact entertaining. And we're trying to mm. change the way that we think about what it is we do and why. Because James Joyce said that in the particular lies the universal. Mm-hmm. Right. And to me, how I translate that as a filmmaker and as a storyteller is the more honest and open and truthful and authentic you are about mm-hmm. what you actually believe, think, feel, and experience, the more yeah. surprised you'll be that the majority of other people identify with that and agree with right. that. So it's up to us to be really vulnerable in what we do. It's it's up to, it's what you guys do with Recovery Revolution yeah. Live. It's just like, let's get nitty, get gritty, and get real. So, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Um, I'd love to just like, uh, we're making another short film next month mm-hmm. in May. And so we are, it's a horror rom-com. That's a monster okay. movie cool. about a young couple where she gets surprised that he's come over for her birthday or anniversary or something. Mm. And she's pissed off that he's there because she is turning into a monster. Like mm. literally it's a full moon and she's turning into a monster and mm. she is upset that he's going to see her like this. And she thinks mm. that this monster inside is what keeps her from having long-term relationships, being loved and true connection. Mm. And, and so that's what we explore in this piece. And so mm-hmm. um, we're really excited to be doing it. Uh, it's We're shooting at the week of MTV's Mental Health Action Day. So the way mm-hmm. we're activating is by mm-hmm. bringing people together to be part of bringing this film to life. The people who struggle with bipolar disorder, people who struggle with addiction, people who struggle mm-hmm. with workaholism, right? Yeah. So, so that's how we're activating and we're working to bring this film to life and bring it to the masses and help mm-hmm. everybody recognize that that thing that they think is ugly inside of them 
is actually totally beautiful. And it's just what makes you unique because we always, we all have that thing that's ugly right. inside of us. And it's not something that should keep you away from others. Mm. It's a thing that actually, even though it looks a little bit different, it's a thing we all have in common. And we want you to own it. We want you to feel empowered by it. And so imagine feeling that way from a horror rom-com that makes you laugh and makes you scared and makes you piss yourself and mm. and makes you connect with everybody else in the room. So yeah. we're we're actually getting support from MTV and we're starting wow. to partner with a couple of other um pretty big um non or uh mental health organizations. And That's really awesome. And we're starting to get a lot of things uh, a lot of momentum behind that. Uh and I'd love to if we there's still opportunity for people to be involved and people mm -hmm. to join uh in this impact. If if people would go to hideyourcrazyfilm.com um, hideyourcrazyfilm.com. That's, yes. that's the website for the film. And the first thing up there is join us, share, follow, donate, just be mm -hmm. a part of it. We, we want you to be involved. It's important that this movie and making it is, is an activity of love um, yes. that you get to be a part of. Great. And thank you, Brett, for throwing that, that up there. Thanks, Brett. And, and quick Alex, let keys. us let quick on the keys. So good, dude. Um, fear the beard. Uh, if Alex, let us know if there's anything that we can do at the recovery revolution live, um, to help, uh, promote or to help, um, spread the word about this, because I think this is, I mean, the, the work you guys do is so tremendous and, um, and it's, it is, it's so impactful. I, I don't even think we realize we can conceptualize, the impact that the work that you guys are doing now is going to have on the future. Oh, Carl, marry me, man. Marry me. <laughs> Sorry, I already spoke with poor Alex. Um, but <laughs> Fine, but I love you anyway. <laughs> know that I love you. Oh, man. Yeah, but I mean, really, though, I mean, because this, this, the work that, the work that you're doing, the, the quality of the work that you're doing is, is so great that this is going to be recognized by larger entities and it already is starting to picking up the MTV, picking up other large mental health organizations to raise awareness about this. I mean, man, it's going to be such a privilege to watch the growth of, of substance and your crew and your team and the and movies and everything else. Um, I'm, I'm honored to be here and present in order to watch you guys grow. So thank you for that. You're killing me, man. You're killing me, Smalls. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Carl. I really appreciate it. But, Absolutely. You, know, you bring up a really good point, which is like, where are we going? Like, mm -hmm. what's, what's the big vision of where this goes? And like I said before, it's not about addiction, right? It's about that thing that we all have in common around shame, a fear of not belonging and a fear of not being good enough. And so mm -hmm. we're using addiction to prove the efficacy of the tool and build a market for short films as tools mm -hmm. for behavioral yeah. change. But the thing is, once this works for addiction, why wouldn't it work for everything that makes us feel shame from, mm. from LGBT shame to being black in America, to like, uh, to, to bipolar disorder, mm -hmm. to having a child who's autistic, to being the like child of divorce, to being mm -hmm. a widow, 
right? To, yeah. to getting your first period, to menopause, to bullying, to, to being Jewish. Like, I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like everything that makes us feel othered, everything that mm -hmm. makes us feel different. That's what we're working toward. We, we want, we're starting with addiction, but this is not about addiction. Our, my goal, dude, my goal is world peace. Okay. I honestly believe that if we can help everybody feel more seen, heard, and loved and recognize mm -hmm. that they're already enough, the world will be a much better place. Oh, yeah. Seriously. Absolutely. So that's that's the idea, man. Yeah. Um, you know, and and dude, every time I talk to you, I get like a hundred movie ideas flooding right about, my right head, dude. Flooding. Do you have a pen right now? Because I have two. I'm going to throw at you. Yeah, throw this one's going to be about a podcaster. No, it's not going to be about a podcaster, but that's a great one. Okay, so I've got three movie ideas for you, Alex. Um, <laughs> no, I've got two. All right. So, you and, and I'm definitely willing to help on this one because I have a lot of experience with it. Good. But you know the movie Mask with Jim Carrey? Yeah. Oh, I describe good. addiction as a mask. And we carry these masks around us in order to blend into an environment that we don't necessarily intend to be in. And how can we break free from this mask that has overtaken our lives in order for us to feel like we belong? Dude, have you, have you watched a uh, first date? on our site yet so no was is that is did i just describe first date no but that's oh, okay See, like <laughs> when we first came up with so first date is a 10 minute romantic comedy that's actually mm -hmm. my wife and i as the actors on a first date and mm -hmm. he's newly sober and the mechanism of it is it's split screen seeing both of them simultaneously but whenever mm -hmm. they're in the same room like it's it's full screen right but they keep splitting up and so the thing is, it's like whenever they're on screen, he's hiding something. And whenever mm -hmm. he's in the bathroom, it's who he really is, right? And how he's really freaking mm -hmm. out in his anxiety. And it's yeah. all about the masks we wear, right? Yeah. That's how I talk about it. And so that's we've got this like trope of just like splitting the screen. And we want to mm -hmm. make several more of those between like mom and son, right? Between yeah. like different relationships of just like like how how am i and what am i not saying and what am i hiding right like, that i'm showing honestly behind closed doors and right. so it's a chance to invite people behind closed doors but dude it's such a great idea and i wrote it down because it's like it's an amazing idea because when i first came up with this my old boss was just like alex you're gonna run out of content so fast i'm mm -hmm. like you're out of your goddamn mind i'm <laughs> never gonna run out of content because there may be an uh, a finite number of things to say about mm -hmm. addiction but right. there is an infinite number of ways to say it and an right. infinite number of perspectives and right. viewpoints and, and and everything else so i love that idea it's super okay. cool so i i want to throw something else with the same idea and, and I think the perspective would be um, a mirrored perspective. So uh, there's a really good uh, TV series that is out right now. Oh, it's called Moon. Um, what is it called? It's Moon on Night. Disney. It's on Disney, right? Yeah. Right. And so when he's in the mirror seeing his, his other self, that is his avatar, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that avatar has a whole world that is its own inside of the mirror. And so if you can have the person break through that mirrored image of themselves where the reflection is the mask doing all of the 
stupid stuff or all of, you know, trying to blend into this environment. And inside of that person is that scared person that, that doesn't know how to deal with the sense of themselves. And in the end, the, the mirror breaks and it's just the one person. Right. I mean, we are multifaceted beings with just yeah. like, who are just trying to juggle so many different sides of ourselves and mm -hmm. trying to find harmony in it. It's a beautiful idea. Carl, we got to do Thank some you. shit, man. This yeah, is let's do it, man. Let's do it. I've never, I've never uh, done anything in the film industry, but I have, uh, this has sparked a, a, a vision. I, I can see it in my head. Good. So, um, so can I. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a great visual. It's a, it's a great idea. Thank I you. I think it would be and really like, impactful. Just so you know, anytime. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. What'd you say? No, I think, I think it would be super impactful too. Cause. Oh, you know. absolutely. So yeah. relatable, so identifiable. And that's what we're trying to do is just like, we tell stories all the time. Like this is, this is how we pass mm -hmm. down information yeah. and like documentaries, blogs, like podcasts, everything is mm -hmm. great and everything is worthwhile. Movies up everything a hundred percent because we yeah. immerse you in it in an instant in a way that's right. just like it somebody said to me the other day they're like holy shit you are your trojan horsing behavioral transformation mm -hmm. like yeah. oh Dude, that's exactly that's what we're doing right that's big that's genius that's huge that's man it's like Hey, I'm not going to talk at you. I'm not going to tell you my story and make you listen to me. I'm I'm going to just give you something. I'm yeah. going to give you something that you want in a way that's just like immersive, that you love, that you're entertained by. And I'm going to respect you in the way that I tell you this story. I'm mm -hmm. not going to patronize you. And I'm not going to tell you this is what you're supposed to learn. And this is the lesson, right? Yeah. I'm gonna let you take it for yourself because there's so much to take from it. And that's, oh. that's the other thing about this. These are renewable resources because yes. you can watch trap today and take something from it. But the version of you six months from mm -hmm. now can watch it again, take a whole different angle from it. And a Dude, whole it's like, lesson. it's like the second time or third or fourth or fifth time you do your steps. It's like right. a whole different version of yourself, but you're asking the same questions, but you, hopefully you've had so much to develop on. And, you know, it took me two years to complete my first round, but, um, you know, but in, but in the course of two years and, and I look back at my, my first step and my second step and my third step, fourth and fifth. And I look back at the original work that I did. And it's, it's so crazy because it's the same exact questions, but we're taking it from a different perspective now because of that perspective shift. Now we're able to answer these questions and even more intelligent, detail and depth than maybe previously before yeah it's it's not a it's not a road that ends right no. it's just like i work with a coach and like she four and a half years i've been working with my coach mm -hmm. and i just like she used to give me all these tools like every week she'd give me a new tool yeah. and and then i was just like okay now that we've you've given me all the tools like we don't have to work together as much she's like mm -hmm. are you out of your goddamn mind like this is not something that ends. It's not just right. like you get the tools. It's yeah. it's not that the road is long. It's that the road is deep. Right. And it, it, you just keep going deeper. And as mm -hmm. you break through the next level, as you peel off the next layer of the onion, you ask the same question and you ask it from a completely different perspective. Mm -hmm. And you ask it as a whole new person with new experiences, just like make you realize, oh shit, oh shit. 
Oh shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So my second, my second movie idea, Alex, and grab a pencil because you're going to want to write this one down too. This is um, your third, by the way. I already have two. Oh, right okay, now. okay, cool, man. All right. So I'm, I, I'm, I was in the Marine Corps, and um, there are a lot of veterans out there who struggle with post-traumatic stress uh, disorder, um, PTSD, and I think it would be really cool to do a, uh, a story of PTSD revolving around a veteran who is now at home in the shopping center, but it just like, like you did with the bar where it cut to a white screen, man. What if you did a black screen with nothing in front of it and all you have are sounds of war and sounds of, you know, while they were over there and then it flashes back that they're in the middle of a shopping center waiting in line to pay for their groceries. That's good. Thank you. Thank you. Black screen in the war. Yeah. And, and there's so many ways you could go with that. I mean, I, yeah. Oh, it's my, so. My, it, my grandfather had a, a, his best friend was a, a world, world War II vet, and he couldn't go in any rooms that had moving ceiling fans because it reminded him of helicopters. Like, yes. Wow. Any, anything. Dude. And then what if you finished it up with like a little kid? grabbing onto the pant leg of, of the, of the veteran and saying, daddy, um, can we go, go home now? Oh yeah. I'm writing it down. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, man. Uh, I swear, Alex, I have, I have, I have no, uh, I have a pretty creative imagination, but, but I've, I've never, I've never done a film, but it would be really fun to, um, to help you in the process of, of some of these, if, if they come I to, uh, to the table and, and you think you might want to do one of them please reach out and i would love to be a part of it and if there's time permitting i would even love to fly down and see the process man dude are you kidding me that's what we do so i guess the last thing i'll mention today is yeah. that like we we've made all of our films to date but that's mm -hmm. not the idea I, like right. brian and i are just two white dudes from the northeast like we couldn't have a more limited perspective on the world if we tried right. and that's not helpful for everybody that's not helpful for anybody. So what the vision of what we want to do is just as much as we make films to help people feel seen, heard, and loved and create mm -hmm. a sense of belonging, it's also about how we make the films. So mm. we're if so Carl or anybody on listening, it's just like, do you have an idea for a film or just that lesson that helped you like overcome mm -hmm. something or get yeah. and stay sober or something? We yeah. want to hear it. So we have a button on our on our site that's just like share your story, tell us mm. your story, inspire our next short film. If it you submit it to us, we have a running collection of stories and submissions all the time that our team is going through with regularity because like even though it didn't click this week, it might click with us next week. So we're constantly going back through. And if your your story clicks with us one week, we reach out to you and we ask we connect you with a film professional to help mm -hmm. You be part of crafting your story into our next short five-minute rom-com. Once yeah. it's done with scripting and it goes into production, we invite you to come to set with some friends mm. or some family members and be part of bringing it to life with the volunteer filmmakers who have donated a day of their time with us as yeah. with Habitat for Humanity, all working together to breathe yeah. life into your story and your film. And then once it's done, it goes into our system and it it, it impacts another life and inspires the next story to be to be wow. shared. 
So yeah, Carl, every time you have ideas, write them down. I mean, okay. you can just email me, but or go on this, go I'll on the site and fill out that form of just like, yeah. what about this one? Because I'm always okay. looking and anybody listening, go to ofsubstance.org and go to um, share your story under join mm-hmm. us. And that's where you just press a button and you tell us your story and we will reach yeah. out. We want, we want to hear your story and we don't want to take it from you. We mm. want to breathe life into it and make you the star of it. We, yes. we want to lift you up and make sure you feel empowered around your story. Right. So come share it with us so we can share everything with you. I, I, I want to change my ending, Alex. Okay. <laughs> I don't know that I, I'll let you go for it. Okay. I'm going to blow you. Are you, are you sitting down? Cause I'm, I'm about to blow, I'm about to blow the roof off of this thing. Okay. So instead of the kid now, this is going to be a little controversial, but what if a hand reaches down and grabs the veteran's hand who's shaking sweaty palms going through this moment and the veteran is a male veteran or it could be a female veteran, right? But the hand is the spouse or significant other or the partner, same sex as the veteran, telling them it's it's okay, it's going to be safe, and they can go home now to help support the LGBTQ plus community that serve our armed forces and also the stigma around a male populated military who is testosterone driven. And I think that it would even be more impactful for two gay men to have this interaction because it wouldn't be seen as that until the very end. And so it would really, I think it would very be very impactful for that. It's a great idea. It's a, beautiful idea and that's what we're always trying to do is like you know we're we're trying to cover grief like we we have some pieces written about overdosing that's mm-hmm. or overdoses that's not about overdoses it's about grief it's yeah. about how that affects the other high school students in the class after a loss the mm-hmm. parents the, yes. the the child of the parent who who overdosed it's right. about grief it's about everything else not just like the act of somebody overdosing mm-hmm. we have another yeah. film that we have to redo unfortunately that we've mm-hmm. already shot but it's a uh, one woman in a car knocking on a door of a house nobody's home so she decides to read this letter to the house symbolically and it is a letter to her uh to the father of her best friend mm-hmm. who passed away and she tells a story about i'm sorry i wasn't at the funeral i mm-hmm. uh the day after um after she uh overdosed i checked myself into rehab uh wow. i was her best friend in the service mm-hmm. uh there weren't many like us so we got along mm-hmm. insinuating mm-hmm. that they were both uh gay and mm-hmm. also um uh that she was there when the ied hit and wow. uh she pulled her to cover and, mm-hmm. But once they got back, she went into the infirm and they put her on a morphine drip mm-hmm. and they let her go. And mm-hmm. when she finally got discharged, she found her in, uh, and she was using heroin at that point. She was mm-hmm. shooting up and she was just like, I was in my own pain and I know I should have helped her, but I didn't. I joined mm-hmm. her. So we started using together and we were in a shitty motel outside Ankara and I was helping her find a vein and, and I found one in her leg. 
and I shot her up. So it was me. I did it. I killed your daughter. Wow. And I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. She was my best friend. It ruined my life. Um, but after that moment, it woke me up. I got sober and I'm five years sober now. I run a nonprofit. I'm engaged. Mm -hmm. I'm in love and I'm helping people. And I think that she would be really happy for me. But I know you may never you may never forgive me, uh, but mm -hmm. I promise you, I don't know that I can ever forgive myself. And and then there's more to it. But we're not saying that. Mm -hmm. She didn't commit manslaughter. We're not saying that she should or should not go to jail. We're not saying right. anything like that. We're just saying sh bad shit happens to good people. And this is yeah. a very complicated situation. Yeah. And we are just trying to humanize all of us for the right. trauma that we all go through. And mm -hmm. so, like, she was a vet. She was gay. <laughs> right? yeah. um, heroin. All the yeah. So I'm. Uh -huh. you're thinking just like I'm thinking, man. Yeah. These are important stories that yeah. need to be told and important perspectives that need light brought to them and important mm -hmm. and very challenging societal norms, quote unquote, that need to be broken. Yeah. And and we're working to break those. But, you know, through a rom-com. <laughs> rom scream, scream eight. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Um, that, that'll be the show of the masks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so yeah man well oh dude this this has been such a good show man thanks guys. um wow alex brother i i you know what man i i can't i don't even i don't even know what to say man i i just this whole episode has has been like a roller coaster of emotion man like it really has been Every and I, and i just feel so privileged to be present to talk about this, these topics with you and, you know, to, to read the comments on the side on, on people that are hearing the message that we're talking about right now. And, you know, the, the help that we're giving people even in the current moment, um, is just, uh, it's, it's terrific. So, um, Thank Brett, you do you have, do you have anything you would like to uh, ask Alex um, before we kind of wrap the show up or? I was going to ask him if he was familiar with the Real Recovery Film Festival. I am. Mm. I am. Uh, Leonard, we have four of our films in it uh, this oh, past nice. year. And oh, I've made nice. friends with I Leonard Bruchel. Oh, Did yeah. You? Leonard. We had, do you know Leonard? Yeah, Leonard we was on, on the show. show. Yeah. Oh, no kidding. And, and yeah. 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 And Aubra. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. Leonard and Aubra are friends. We're, um, yeah. we're talking constantly about... Um, possibly collaborating and maybe us coming in and being a bigger part of that would be uh, great, real recovery man. film festival. Yeah. It's uh they're tremendous people and, and they've created something amazing and yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. You guys know everybody, don't you? Well, you know, we No, not yet. Brett not knows yet. more people than I do. <laughs> Brett knows more people than I do. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's not about it's not about popularity, is it, Brett? It's about who you know, <laughs> right? It all goes back to who you know. Amen, right, Heather? We'll throw that one up there. Thank you very much, and you get a bell for that one. Thank you, Brett. Um, so, all right, oh, let's see. Um, so, Alex, let's let's start to wrap things up a little bit. But 
your your films talk about so many different topics and your films um have people with such emotion and and even the story you just told told us here and and i didn't even have a film to visualize but inside of my own head i was able to make that visualization of that person going back to the family and saying i was the one that caused this right I want, I want to take a step back and I want to talk a little bit about self-care because I think self-care is one of the most important things that we have to be aware of in order for us to maintain where we are and moving within a, a somewhat or a forward motion. So what is the number one thing you do for self-care to help your mental well-being, to help your physical well-being, what's the number one thing you like to do? I love to pet my dog, but um, uh, of course, meditate and and also just like they're the things you do. But then it's there's something deeper, and this happened to me this week, just this week. Um, I know there's this language and people are saying this all the time. It's just like, you have to hold space for things, right? Mm -hmm. You have to hold space for gratitude. You have to hold space for the life you want, your wellness. And I, I go for walks and I meditate and I practice gratitude. I do the exercises. I do the things I'm supposed to do, but I just realized just this week, as I've been getting better at taking things off the huge pile on top of my plate, I'm then able to see that now with a normal size plate, it's still just filled with all work and worry about money and the normal things. And there's just like, there's no mental, emotional and spiritual capacity left to actually have any space for my mental wellness. And so I realized just this week, actually on Monday, that I feel like a bit of a fraud where I'm just like, I'm doing all the things yeah. But I'm not actually really doing it. And so right. that's that's where I'm at right now. Where like I have those activities, I have those exercises. I have gratitude, I have meditation, vision work and I have like petting my dog and going for walks and everything else. But if I don't replace the peas on this dinner plate with some space that's like 20% all the time for actual gratitude and experiencing it, then it doesn't matter. So, so that's where I'm at right now. And that's, I I know that's not really an answer for like what I do, but really I think that's, that's that underlying thing that I hope that if somebody's hearing this right now, it's just like, consider what you're doing and what, what you're spending your time thinking about. Because if your thoughts are all the time filled with worry, then there's no space for taking that walk to even experience any ease. So reconsider how you're spending your thoughts. You know, are you spending them or are you investing them? Hmm. All right, Alex. And uh, just one last question for you, and then we're going to wrap the show. Um, But what can you tell somebody that maybe is interested in getting into the film industry, maybe is interested in, in starting acting or getting involved with storytelling? What can you tell that, that listener right now? Um, yeah, 
just go make something. Honestly, anybody who tells you this is how you do it, don't listen to them. Go, go just explore for yourself. You want to tell a story? Number one, figure out why you want to tell that story. And then if you figure out why you want to tell that story and you realize that maybe making a movie about it is not the best way for you to, to explore and discover who you are and how you can actually communicate that story, then maybe don't make a film. Maybe write a book. Learn to draw. Like do, do something. Build a company. Because mm-hmm. it's not about what you do. It's about why you do it. But mm-hmm. in the end, just go. Just go try. You want to make a film? You want to do film? Write a short story. Write a short script. Mm-hmm. Write a script about struggle and send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should do. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody, I hope you guys have enjoyed the episode with Alex Kaplan today. Um, Brett and I most certainly have. Alex, we want to thank you again for coming on to the show today and sharing your experience and talking about the of substance movement that is happening right now. Oh God, I love you. You just call it a movement. Oh, <laughs> I call it a movement. Nobody else calls it a movement. Oh man, but it, but it really is brother. So, you know, like Alex said, go out and be creative. Do not let fear hold you back from your own success. If you want to visit Alex at ofsubstance.org, go ahead and follow the link, and we will have all the information in the show notes that will be listed after the podcast and the YouTube have been published. And again, we're going to thank Alex Kaplan of Of Substance for joining us today. And this is Carl Fessen and Brett Morris signing off. And Brett, why don't you close our show out tonight? I would love to close out the show. I'm trying to find all of our different fancy slides because I was in the wrong spot. Okay. Um, Do you need me to start talking? No, no, you're good. Okay. I got it. Um, If you guys are joining us on YouTube, please remember to hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications so you know when we go live, which if you guys haven't figured out is every Thursday night. Um, Also, the Sober app is now available on the Android platform. So if you are an Android user, as of today, that is now live in the Google Play Store. So be sure to download that and sign up and join us over there on the Sober. If you guys would like to send us a message to use on the show, you can go to speak-2.us slash RRL and leave us a voice message. We're also going to be using that same service, I believe, for the Doc Marty, Ask Doc Marty uh section that we're working on is that correct carl that is that is correct brett and what we're going to be doing is we're going to be uh doing i think we're going to develop a whole web page for it because there are some uh legal things that we want to put out there for you guys and it's going to be a little bit scripted so that we kind of get to the point of the question relatively quickly and once we start gathering data from that we're going to send it over to dr marty lejoie and he is going to come on to the show and we're going to do a couple of questions as a clinical psychologist. He's going to answer some of these questions. And I want to preference everybody. We're not treating you. This isn't going to be a therapy session. We are going to be responding in kind of a general manner. But he is a, a licensed clinical psychologist. So there is uh, some uh, some heft that goes behind what he's talking about. He definitely knows what he's talking about. So um, I think it's going to be a really fun segment. 
Yeah, and thank you for not trying to ask me to say his last name because I would have totally butchered that. Lichwa. I say his name before I go to bed every night. Lishwa. Awesome. Oh yeah, I didn't tell you about this. I have a, I have a special little <laughs> little Carl soundbite that I that I pulled this week. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. I think everybody's gonna love it. Everybody Please that's, bring that's stuck it on. Around. This is like the the extra <laughs> bonus feature you get with your DVD. Yeah, this is our B roll. Yep. Bro, I made two sheets of bacon. Dude, when did you record that? Was that on the trip to Monterey that I was talking about bacon? Because I talk about bacon a lot, but I don't know. I found it in my I found it in my voicemail. Um and so I pulled that out of my voicemail. Great. Okay. This is a good learning experience for everybody out there. Don't leave me voicemails. Voicemails are forever. But it was it was it was uh, it was Farmer John's bacon, and they do have the best bacon out there. I have to. I'm just putting it out there. Four twenty-five for about. Well, at least minutes. see Heather stuck around. She got the little bonus clip. Yeah, Heather. I'm thank sure you. Hey, five people are here, Brett. I mean, come on, we got to yeah, give them credit. Like now and now and down to four. Okay. Wow. Thank you guys so much for dropping for being dropping here. like Thanks lives. for all your comments. Yeah. So. Oh man. Well, Alex, um, dude, this is, is such a pleasure, man. I, I just can't. Please reach out to me this week or, or next week, and and I definitely want to jump on uh, some of these ideas that we've we've been talking about. And I think it would be really cool to if if one of these goes into a production um, thing, is to since we talked about it on the show, is to come down and do a live remote um, on set, and we can go live on Facebook and YouTube on set. And um, we can do a behind the th- scenes from the Recovery Revolution Live. Guys, we no joke. We should do that. If we can do that that weekend, yeah, we should do that because it's like it's Global Mental Health Action Day through Viacom, yeah. CBS and MTVs. And we're trying right. to get as much promotion. We're we're starting to build relationships with like I'm not going to say their names yet, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. But that would be awesome because we have people on set who, again, like struggle with bipolar disorder, struggle yeah. with addiction or love people who have. And so, like, that would be a really amazing episode. So, so Alex, we might need one of your staff members to man a camera to follow whomever would be out there. Um, but we could probably set it up where we could link it up. Maybe we could even do a show and we could have a remote reporter um come out on set <laughs> great idea great idea and and we could we could almost do like a little like hi live from the set of on substance and wherever we're going to be filming usa super cool yeah. i volunteer to be a gaffer again Thank what's you. a gaffer I always need a gaffer i've always what's a gaffer, what's gaffer a, come on the... man be a professional carl what no seriously what's a gaffer lighting <laughs> i'm embarrassed Oh, lighting. Yes, Brett, will you be the lighting person? I can do that. I want I also want to do the gaff tape. Oh, okay. I love I love taping cords down. Yes. Oh, the gaff tape. Is it almost as satisfying as two sheets of bacon? It's more satisfying. Oh, Oh, yes. I love it. I love it. Um that two sheets of bacon reminds me of that commercial back in the uh eighties where they were frying eggs saying this is your brain on drugs. Do you remember that? That was before I was born. Yeah. 
Okay, thank you, Alex. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm a child with a beard. Yeah, Brett's only 29. I'm 30. Nice beard, man. Yeah, dude. Seriously. <laughs> I'm in my 30s now, you... Carl. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. You're able to Brett, vote. The way that you 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 correct him so <laughs> so calmly is is beautiful. <laughs> like you don't give a shit. You're just used to it. It's just like uh, I, I abuse him all the time on air. I spend so and much time with you and you know nothing. Yeah, and off the air too. And off the air. Man. And Brett and I have only known each other for what? Four? Four months? Five months? Um, we met when you came on my podcast. Um Yeah. I reached out to him was. and said I think I'd be a great guest for your podcast. Yeah, you did. And, you um, start you roll you started that ball rolling of I think yeah. that would be good for this. Yeah. <laughs> And it's yeah, one of your promotion. It's one of your top listed uh, podcast episodes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no, Jr. still holds that spot. Oh, dude, Jr. But Jr. cheats, man. He sends it out to the world. I mean, you like, could have sent it out to the world. I did, but just not Jr.'s world. You're, Jr.'s world is so you, much bigger than just, ours. Just smaller. Yeah, uh, I'm more, more localized. More localized. <laughs> so all right guys well um alex it, again it's been a pleasure having you on man and if you guys want to uh, catch alex i uh, go to of substance.org you can find his shorts there uh videos not his shorts um films, <laughs> films. i call you. them mini movies mini, mini movies. movies the the mini the uh the m squareds m squared yes m squared like i'm yeah. gonna get there we're gonna get there we're gonna normalize that people are just gonna be like you yeah. see that new m squared yeah, that mini movie right there. That's the new M squared. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's almost like, uh, yeah, dude, you you should you should you should totally make a T-shirt that says "I work on the newest M squared." Awesome for your staff. Awesome. So when they're on set, they can have that sitting on the back of their. Dude, that would be a great little promotional thing because pretty soon people are going to start getting them, and they come out on set one day and you get a free T-shirt. Yeah. Actually, we're doing yeah. that for, yeah. <laughs> for this next one. We have we have swag, and it's just nice. like, hey, how do we how do we give away more swag? I'm like, no, no, no. We keep those. We give them to the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, if if you got some cool looking swag uh, coming up, uh, let us know, and and maybe we could even uh, do it as a promotional because we do oh, uh, sponsored shows giveaways. Just saying. Oh, dude, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, That's great. So, Thank you. Yeah, usually yeah. like a t-shirt or a hoodie or something and and you know and then we uh we do a drawing on during the episode and yeah. We actually haven't That's done awesome, one in man. a while, bro. Yeah. It's we'll been a that. couple of weeks. JR's dropped yeah. the ball. It's his fault. He hasn't That's promoted his book. He hasn't put his book out there again. <laughs> Wait, JR wrote a book? No kidding. That was mean. Oh, that was mean, JR. There, Brett did there, not mean it. I just it. put your book on the screen. JR, oh, okay. For everyone that's <laughs> Um, all right guys no giveaway yeah yeah all right thank you all right yeah you're welcome man all right brett take it take it away brother yeah well i already already did all the closing announcements so i don't really have a whole lot to say other than remember so melodramatic progress not perfection not perfection have a good night everybody see you next thursday take care